Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you, I hope. So let's get talking some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store today on episode number 85. We're going to talk about here a week before the draft who are some of the running backs in particular that we feel like have the most to lose based on if their teams draft running backs. So that's going to be a fun episode. First of all, let me just say thanks for giving me a week off last week. I did take a week off. I think you know that uh, my real job is as a pastor of a church here in Austin, Texas, and so it was Easter week and got a little bit bogged down with my work, and so was unable to make a podcast, so thanks for your forgiveness there. I also want to take a second just to wish all of you well during this crazy time with the COVID crisis and pandemic and all being sheltered in place. Thankful that we at least have fantasy football to get our mind off of things, and particularly uh, one sport that keeps happening is the NFL because we've got the draft coming up next week, and so it's going to be a very fun week. As Dynasty owners, we know this is such a pivotal week. It changes so much um, in our values of different players, and we start getting excited about those picks, and then we can actually start to project. Um, I said, would say stay tuned to follow my rankings because my rankings will change significantly after the draft because you know the draft capital um, and the opportunity given where players are drafted, draft capital and then opportunity makes such a huge difference as to how the shakeup of the final rankings will be. So I, I like to save my rankings before the combine and then compare them after the combine. Then I really like to save my rankings, even more importantly, before the draft and then compare them to what I had after the draft so I can uh, make note of the players that I actually valued higher than NFL teams. But NFL teams often mean more for us. So Stay tuned. It's going to be a really fun couple weeks. I got, I got a bunch of my rookie drafts all set up. I got one that starts on May 2nd, another one on May 4th, another one May 11th, another one May 18th. It's so it's going to be a really fun month of May that can help get us through this weird time. So let's talk about this for a minute. Running backs really are the most volatile position in the Dynasty Leagues. As we near the NFL draft You know, next week, the value of a running back can plummet if their team drafts a running back in the NFL, especially, of course, if they draft one early, like on day one or day two. And you, you know from experience, one of the worst feelings as a dynasty owner is when you see a running back drafted early by an NFL team causing the, the value of a running back that you own to drop like a rock. That's the worst feeling. Or perhaps the only worst feeling is when you trade away a running back in fear of a team drafting a running back early, but then the team doesn't draft a running back after all, and the player that you ta- traded actually maintains their value. So those are the two of the worst feelings that we can have when it comes to our dynasty teams. It's a guessing game for sure. You have to live with the consequences of holding a guy that gets surpassed by a rookie or trading him away to find out that the team did not draft his replacement. So that's kind of the dilemma that we're in. And as a dynasty owner, you have to be able to live with whatever decision you make. Uh, you can hold a starter that will remain a starter and instantly become a handcuff just because someone was drafted. Um, or, or you can hold a starter, rather, that will remain a starter, or you'll have one that instantly becomes a handcuff. And so... For the right price, you can trade him and hope that the value drops and make the other owner feel like a fool. So those are kind of the choices that you have there. I believe that in this year's uh, running back class, there's four to five rookies in this class that could be instantly start immediately for teams that draft them. 
That would be four for sure. That's Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Akers. I think they're sure day one starters in my books. Well, I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire could start right away, but it kind of depends on a scheme fit for him and the team that drafts him. That's just my opinion. So let's just assume that I believe there's four to five guys that can become starters right away, which means there's four to five guys in the NFL that we have on our rosters right now that are about to lose their value significantly. So what I want to talk about here on this podcast is the running backs that I believe stand to um, the most to lose after the NFL draft. And I suspect that their teams will be looking for their replacements, in other words. So I'm going to list them in order of the confidence that I have. These are the, this is the confidence that I have, too. So one through five. Here we go. Number one is Jordan Howard. Now, you might say, of course. I, th- I did think about not writing about Howard because it would be incredibly surprising if Miami does not draft a running back. And Howard's value is already priced as a backup currently anyway. Like, that's kind of his dynasty value already. Um, even when he got traded to Miami, we didn't see him, or I guess not traded, when he was signed by Miami, we didn't see his value move up very much in our dynasty rankings because we all along thought they're still going to draft another rookie running back. Still, I wanted to state that Miami is my most certain team to draft a running back in the first or second round, given their need at running back, and of course, given that they have so many draft picks this year. Uh, Howard's dynasty value should stay about the same, in my opinion, no matter who Miami drafts. So, He'll continue to surprise his owners, I think, with decent decent games, um, maybe even at the start of the year like he did last year with Philadelphia. Um, but once the rookie gets acclimated to the NFL, I think Howard's going to be more of a change of pace back as the year progresses. Um, I believe Howard is still a great young running back. I really think he is, and he's worth kind of holding on your dynasty rosters because no one's really willing to buy him right now. So he could be a solid handcuff to the team. Um, that whenever you know someone, whenever Miami drafts someone, he could be a solid handcuff to that team. Um, I don't think there's really much value in selling him because everyone's down on him. The only thing you could do is maybe after the NFL draft, whoever actually, or not after your rookie drafts, rather after your rookie drafts. So whenever you start your rookie drafts, maybe someone drafts the running back that Miami picked, and then maybe Howard has a little bit more value for that team if they're a team that values handcuffs. And so one opportunity would be to try to trade him to the team that drafts the rookie that is going to instantly be ahead of Howard in Miami's backfield. That's what I think about Jordan Howard. That was an easy one. Now we'll get a little bit bolder in my predictions. Uh, Second would be most confident is James Conner. This stinks because I really love James Conner. I think he's a great running back, and he's been great in Pittsburgh as long as he was healthy, but that's just the problem, that he seems to not be able to keep from getting injured. And I think the Pittsburgh's general manager and their coaching staff must believe it too because on almost every mock draft, literally almost every one that I've seen, Pittsburgh is taking a running back with their second-round pick at number 49. Of course, they don't have a first-round trick because they, that pick because they traded it to Miami for Minka Fitzpatrick last year. So they're sitting there at pick number 49 as their first pick. And I would not be surprised if they stay there and pick a running back or if they move up. The only two weaknesses Pittsburgh has on their roster, a very, very solid roster, is running back and tight end. And then they address the tight end and free agency by signing Eric Ebron. So I think all signs point to Pittsburgh drafting a running back. And unlike Howard, Connor's value should drop immensely after this. Where people value uh, uh, Connor right now, uh, given that they think he's Pittsburgh's starter, that he's coming back and he's healthy and he's ready to start again, and he has played excellent when he has played, his value is still relatively high. But if the Steelers draft an early running back, Connor's value is going to drop pretty quick. So as a result, Connor's a player that I'm actually really looking to trade before next week's NFL draft because I'm second most confident that Pittsburgh's going to take one of these top five 
rookie running backs. Third one might be a bit of a surprise. Third, third running back on the list is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, of course, had a better-than-expected rookie year, but that doesn't mean that Buffalo will not draft a running back again this year. Buffalo's roster is actually stacked with solid players at every position and with actually some of the best roster depth of any team in the NFL. I think their defense is better than their offense, so they're trying to get playmakers on their offense this year, as evidenced by the trade that they had for Stephon Diggs. They did let Frank Gore go in free agency, but they still have that hole to fill at the running back position. If a top running back doesn't fall to them in the draft, I could actually see them you know, signing like a more proven player like Carlos Hyde, similar to what they did last year with Frank Gore. Uh, but I think they actually would prefer to draft uh, a running back in the draft if they can. Um, I am not convinced that Singletary is like an every-down back, and if they draft another back with a complementary skill set, I'm sure that they'd be happy to do so. So Singletary is valued and most by most experts right now as a top 24 dynasty running back currently, um, but that could get pretty muddy if Buffalo drafts an early running back. Singletary, of course, is only his second year, so I don't think um, – He'll be surpassed entirely just because he is so young and has you know shown well in his rookie year. But I could see him in somewhat more of a timeshare, making this uh, kind of in Buffalo more like a running back by committee, frustrating fantasy players um, that have timeshares. You know when, when they have timeshares like that, I could see it actually being kind of similar to what we've seen in San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago. Denver, Tampa Bay in the last you know years, those five teams in particular have had kind of a running back by committee approach. I could see this happening. And uh, Singletary, if this does happen, it, well, you can't do it beforehand, but if you, if you believe me on this and think that they will draft a running back, Singletary, of all the guys that I'm going to list today, he has the highest value of any of the players that I list. And so I think he would be the easiest to trade. I'd be willing to trade him for you know, you have to get something really good back, but someone who really believes in him that doesn't think that this could happen, that doesn't think Buffalo would actually draft another running back, I'd be willing to trade him for someone in a similar rank with what I think to be a more certain starting role, someone like Marlon Mack, who I value kind of about equally, or even someone like Melvin Gordon, who I actually value higher, but you never know, another team might value youth, and if they value youth, they might actually think that Devin Singletary would be more valuable to their team. But someone like Marlon Mack and, and Melvin Gordon, who seem pretty sure in their positions for the next few years, that's the type of person I'd be willing to try to trade with Devin Singletary. Fourth player that I think has had a real strong chance of losing some value this year is Ronald Jones. Uh, Jones's value is already relatively low, um, even though he was drafted in the first round of our rookie drafts in 2018. You know, it was Peyton Barber. Like I just mentioned, the time split that I fear for Singletary, it was Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones that were splitting time uh, in Tampa Bay the last couple years, but now he has left, that he meaning Peyton Barber has left for Washington in free agency. So the backfield appears to be Jones to himself. And, and this is what's funny. This last few weeks, Tampa Bay's coaching staff has said that he is, quote, their guy this season. But I actually honestly see that as like a blatant attempt to throw teams off the trail, as I think they really do aim to draft a running back this year. Now, Tampa Bay does need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round. I'm pretty confident in that. They need to do that to protect their quarterback, Tom Brady, who's joined them. they got this old, old new quarterback that they need to protect. Uh, but I think that there should be one of these top five running backs that I mentioned available at pick number 45 in the second round. And I believe Tampa Bay has really seen enough of Jones. And if they draft a running back in round two, they would intend to give him the job from day one, like right away, just give him the job. Jones would be kind of hard to move in a trade right now because, you know, not, not many people actually believe in him. But if you were to try to offer him to some teams to get back, you know, get a draft pick or get something back, 
what I would what I would try to do is find those articles that point to the Tampa Bay coaching staff saying he's our guy, and try to you know maybe I don't generally do this. I just usually just try to make make trade offers to people, and not try to talk them into it. But if there's any way that you could point them to some of those articles where Tampa Bay's boasting that hey he's our guy, maybe they would be more willing to trade for him. So something you might try. Fifth and finally, and this one might be a little controversial, but but I'm kind of believing it is uh, I think that Chris Carson and Rashad Penny actually have something to lose in this year's draft. So we all know that John Schneider and Pete Carroll always are the kind of a the draft the best player available, and they find a way to trade up or trade down or do whatever they have to do to get more picks or just to trade up and get, quote, their guy. They're a wild card in the, wild card in the draft every year. Uh, while they do need help at several often on their offensive and defensive lines, I still would not be surprised if they draft a day two running back. Uh, Penny, of course, tore his ACL late last season in week 14. He may not be ready to play before the start of the season. And Carson's actually still recovering from his hip fracture that he had, and he's also in the final year of his contract. I think Carson and Penny would be tradable for me at the right price. Most owners you know, would know about the medical problems that they have, and so I imagine that they'd be kind of wise to that if you were trying to trade them. Um, but I don't think that most owners would think that this could actually happen, that their value could drop um, significantly on Thursday or Friday night of this next week if they draft a rookie. This is my least confident prediction. I did say that I ranked these in the, in the order of the top five that I have confidence in, but I would not be surprised at all if Seattle selects one of these top five running backs. Just to close here, let me give you a little thoughts on some of the other teams that you might be thinking about and surprised that I didn't mention. Uh, this is just my opinion. Um, I have less concern for some of the other teams that have really been rumored to draft one of these top five running backs. I think for Baltimore, for instance, people have had concern about Baltimore and, and Mark Ingram. I think the Baltimore's has plenty of depth, and they've got Ingram, they've got Gus Edwards, who they just signed to a, his, his tender, uh, new tender, and then second-year player like Justice Hill. I think that they've got the depth that they need, and they have more need on the on defense as they're drafting in these first couple rounds. The other would be Kansas City that people think, but I think Kansas City extended Damian Williams this year, and they signed DeAndre Washington, and so to me. I think that just means that they think that they're set. And also I think about them that they just don't really value the running back position as much as other teams right now, given the allocation of their money to so many different other positions. I think they like spending less at the running back position. Um, could be proven wrong, but that, that's what I believe about those two teams who, who've also been rumored to draft one of these top five running backs. That said, I have to admit that this is a bit of a speculation on my part. This is, of course, as they call it, the season of lies. Everyone is trying to deceive one another. That means both the NFL teams and, of course, when we're talking trades like this, we're talking our dynasty teams trying to do the same thing. So we will see what happens, but I wanted to put out to you guys before the NFL draft here some of my predictions of what might happen at the running back position in the draft and how it would affect negatively many players. Hope that you would uh, take this with consideration. Good luck this week as maybe you, you take my advice and try to make one final chance to make a dynasty move or a trade with some of these guys. I know I've got at least one that I'm considering that I'm likely going to pull the trigger on regarding one of these five guys myself. So that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. As always, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com, dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I am much better on email than I am on Twitter. Um, so I'd appreciate you giving me an email. I'd be honored uh, to communicate with you. I'd also be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate your support, and 
I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.